Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Learner's Corner Podcast. This is the podcast for lifelong learners where we learn from anything and everything. My name is Caleb Mason. My name is not Caleb Mason. It's Todd Hicksonball, a.k.a. the Todd Father. And we have a great episode for you today. Today, we are going to be talking about some of the things that we learned at the Orange Tour. Hey, Caleb, what's the Orange Tour? Well, it is a one-day conference put on by uh, the Rethink Group. Um, they have a larger version of it called the Orange Conference, which we've talked about. And we went to that earlier this year. We did. Yep. And so uh, this year's theme is we are better together. However, before we get into that, we do have a couple of things that we want to remind you about. This is our week, our 100th episode week. We're partying all which week. Which is why you have another episode today. Two in one day? Actually, that was yesterday. Yesterday was two in one day. But we have... <laughs> I wanted two in there's one day so, again. There's so many episodes, but... I have some good news. We will have a one final episode. Oh, thank God. Tomorrow. Whoever has to edit. Good luck. Also, we want to remind you that we are going to be at Catalyst actually this week. Are we? We are on our way now. I didn't know that. And so if you are in the Atlanta area, please let us know. We would love to meet up. Do I get to go? You do. Yes. This is like Christmas. But as we mentioned, um, we are going to be at a conference, but we want to talk about our experience and some of the things that we learned at the Orange Tour, this year's Orange Tour, which, again, the theme was we're better together. And if you are, and if you haven't signed up for an Orange Tour or if you're curious, it's not just Orange Tour. The day before at Select Cities, Andy Stanley is also partnering with Orange went on their tour stop to do what, it, what he calls his deep and wide tour. Yep. And there's some crazy stuff going on with that we've all we recommended the book his, his new book andy stanley's new book irresistible on the podcast but he's talking and unpacking a lot of that not at every stop but it is at, at several of them yeah so if you're interested in both of those things it's always the day before go and check that out sign up for that too also i just recently found out that i'm also going to be at the detroit stop of orange tour um caleb's double dipping <laughs> due to some last minute um caleb's, caleb's double changes dipping. and stuff he's such so, a perfectionist so if you're in Detroit, let me know. And Shout it out. Up. Tell them you want to hang. But we do want to talk about our time in Lancaster. Oh, do we have to? So Orange Tour, it took place in Lancaster. Uh, I almost said Ohio. There is a La- Lancaster. There Ohio. is a Lancaster, Ohio. But that we went true. to the one in Pennsylvania at LCBC Church. And uh, Shout out what it is. The theme was we're better together. And so we heard from um, multiple different people from John Acuff, Reggie Joyner, um, our friend Crystal Chang. Who killed it. Shout out, Crystal. And uh, John Acuff, Lee Jenkins. You said John Acuff. That's because his session was really good. And also and Mike I, Owens. Yes. So there was main sessions. There was breakouts. There were two breakout times. And so, Todd, tell us about uh, one of the things that you learned first. All right. So you asked me to start it off, so I'll start it off. Um, one of the major things um, that I learned from was a breakout. Uh, that I that I was a part of. It was the second breakout of the day, and it was run by uh, a guy named Frank Beeler, who is the CEO of the Phase, um, the Phase Project, which is kind of a, a piece of of the the company Orange um, Rethink Group. And and so Frank um, did a talk, and he did this talk on uh, how to reengage or how to engage parents that aren't connected. So maybe maybe within the church. So maybe their kids, you know, they're going, you know, they have friends that have invited them. They've been coming for a while to, to youth group. They've been hanging out. 
Uh, but you've never met the parents. You have no idea what these people look like if you bumped into them at Target while you were shopping for gluten-free bread. You have, I mean, seriously, you would, you would not know these people. And so Frank did this talk about what it looks like to, to re-engage these people, which was fascinating for me because I think for a lot of people um, in ministry, you, you can fall into one or two boats in terms of what your ministry is doing. And by the way, this isn't just for student ministry. Uh, this can be for kids' ministry, the whole, the whole thing. Um, college ministry. I mean, literally, this, this stuff applies um, across the board. But what was interesting um, to me was some of the stuff that Frank was, was talking about. And what he, what he said is, is that, you know, a lot of times in church, uh, we blame. We say, you know, if the parents really love Jesus or if the parents really wanted to benefit their kids, well, they would be here. And he's like, that's literally the wrong attitude. Um, because what that is, is that the come to us attitude. And, you know, our world doesn't live that way anymore. I mean, think about it. You know, for us, we don't even have to leave our houses anymore to, to get food because we have Uber Eats. Uh, we have on-demand everything. Um, so the, this notion that the church has that, you know, we, we, we need them to come to us, is, it's kind of a, a false thing. And so he's like, so what do we do? You know, what do we do with this? And so he, he had a couple points that I just wanted to, to, to share uh, the first one that he said is, hey, you need to really focus on what it means to create a shared experience, um, particularly as it pertains to millennial homes, which a lot in elementary school and preschool age um, students, parents are, are, are millennials. And for them, um, what they want is they want to create experiences. They want to create moments with their kids. And so you really, what, what needs to happen is there needs to be a focus on, okay, how do we create moments where you know we can spend quality time and he, he shared a quote from um carrie newhoff the book that carrie newhoff and uh, reggie joiner wrote co-wrote together which was parenting beyond your capacity and and what he said was it's it's the quantity of quality time that matters so people ask you know is it better to have quality time or is it better to have a lot of quantity of time that you spend with your kids, and, and they're going, hey, it's the quantity of the quality time. And so for parents, they're wanting to create those moments, and as the church, it's our job to come in and figure out how we can assist. What does that look like for us to assist? That was one of the points. Another thing that he said is, hey, not only do you need to create shared experiences, but we maybe even need to rethink our structure of how we do ministry. He said, hey, um, we talk about how we want to partner with parents, how we want to help families to win whenever it comes to uh, hel helping the parents to be the champions of uh, the their, their kid's spiritual life. But here's the problem. On Sunday, the whole family's not together. And he said, so we need to be intentional in thinking as a church, what does it look like to potentially create some atmospheres, some ministry atmospheres, where the whole family's together, where everybody's in one room. And where they're able to sit. So he, he's talking about some crazy, crazy, crazy things of how this can play out. And, uh, you know, just loved getting, loved getting to hear his heart on that. Loved getting to um, hear more about what that could potentially look like. So that was, a lot of, that was a lot of fun to hear that, about that. So what, what, like, so you heard that from Frank. What's like, so what are you going to do with that? Well, I mean, I think for me. Um, so, so where, yeah, so where do you start with that? And, and I think that there, there's many different starting spots. I don't think there's one right way, but I, but I think for me, 
the way that that I, that it plays out, at least in my ministry, and the way that I'm thinking through things, is I, I think that there's an immediate connection point when you begin to think of of these parents, because guess what? We have all the data to know which parents aren't coming. And so as you begin to look, you can start asking questions. You can start asking questions of some of the families who are bringing these kids, like what are their parents like and all that kind of stuff and begin to tailor and custom make stuff. So I think one of the things I'm starting to look at is just looking through, you know, who are the kids who are brought by, you know, their friends, um, how many of them are there. Uh, and then, and then here's the other thing is viewing ministry and viewing all this stuff through the lens of churched people and non-churched people. And what I hate right now is this idea that, um, you know, we need to create things that are just for us. And when I say us, it's for church people. And they go, you know, well, we want something just for us. Well, what if we created something that meets the needs of everybody in the room? And how would that impact things? And so as I'm looking at this, I'm going, hey, Okay, so maybe the parents have been burnt by the church. Maybe they've been hurt in some way by church people. Uh, so what would happen if, if we threw a block party? Or what would happen if we, you know, come springtime, um, could we do something outside, you know, and, and it doesn't even have to be on church property. And it's something that we could do that was an easy invite. It's an easy on-ramp, and it's a way for us to be able to meet parents. The other thing is um, starting to have discussions about, okay, what do small groups look like? for parents in our church and and how intentional are we being with that so those are some things i'm beginning to think through and ask questions about people who are my bosses um those are some ways that i'm beginning to, to attack that but i think the first step for me is beginning to identify those students um who and children who are who are in those spots yeah and that's something that we've we i mean i i can't even remember how many times we've talked about this uh but the whole come to us, we need to go to them. We talk about um, a lot. Yeah, we do talk a lot. Uh, so for me, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, statements or ideas that really stood out to me. Um, one was uh, something that Crystal said. Uh, she made the statement that cultural differences are not problems. And that is such a good mindset to have because especially whenever there's conflict or differing perspectives, or differing in mindsets, um, I think I think we can think that is a problem, but they're not really they're not really problems. They're just uh, they're just stuff that we have to um, work through. Another thing that John Acuff talked about a ton was uh, motivation and how uh, motive. He didn't necessarily say this, but kind of what I took away from it is that motivation is a little bit overrated, and that um, if we wait till we're motivated to do things then um, we're not going to get a lot of things. We're not going to get a lot of things done. We're not, we're not nearly going to reach um, our full potential. And then uh, there, there was a phenomenal conversation towards the end of the conference that, um, that Reggie and uh, uh, Mike Owens and uh, Lee Jenkins had about racial um, unity, racial reconciliation. And it was really powerful. And it really reminded me of uh, just a conversation that, um, that really happened at Gwinnett Church um, recently. And it was very, very similar vibe. And so if you want to get an idea of what that conversation looked like, we'll link to the message. Yeah, it was a great message. Phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. But I think for me, um, if, if I'm going to boil it down to like, what was the big takeaway? Um, it is that, um, is that everybody needs to be invested in the next generation. Mm. And, that, and we've talked about that with Gerald. And that, um, yeah. and that there's no excuse for anyone not to. 
especially if you're a Jesus follower. So how, how does that play out, though? Because I think that that's a, that's a nice statement. It's a great thing to say. But I think what, 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 what we were hearing consistently is the fact that not only is it not an excuse, it's not just not an excuse. It's vital because of, of the trajectory of things. Can you talk a little bit about what, like, okay, so how does this start to play out? Yeah. Um, the thing that really made me think about it is, you know, especially, um, so I'm a student pastor at the church that I work at. And I think it's naturally for people whenever we talk about investing in the next generation, um, especially the people around me, you know, they think of, well, I can't serve every week or I can't be a small group leader um, for students. But to me, that's, that's just not an excuse. I'm not asking you to necessarily, so for some people, yes, it is. You know what? You do have the time or you don't have the time, but you're good enough that, you, that, um, that your skill set is to be a small group leader. But I think that um, that we're limiting it if that we think investing in the next generation as simply as being a small group leader. Well, and Reggie talked about that in, in the conference. I mean, he goes into this whole thing about uh, he talked about this statement in the book of Nehemiah, which is in is in um, the Old Testament is in the Bible. And and uh, he talks about this. It was written by this guy named named Nehemiah. And in the statement that he, that he kind of brought to light with this is towards the end of that first chapter in that he calls it he calls it Nehemiah's journal which it kind of is um he says this statement at the end of that first chapter where he says and I was cut bare to the king and that's a a thing that you know Reggie says well you pass right over that you know that's it, whatever but he said no it's very important to 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 distinguish that cuz he isn't just simply saying that was the job he was doing at the time he was saying positionally that's where he was at and he didn't have and so, what? What do you talk a little bit about? You, you mentioned how you know we all have talents, we all have things. Sometimes, you know, it's not just being a small group leader. What else do you think are are things that people can do to use their position, their influence, and things like? I saw I saw John Acuff tweeting about how, you know, John Acuff, New York Times bestseller, and he's gonna go and talk to his girl, his, his one of his daughters, small small group, and he says best talk, I'll, most important and best talk I'll give all you. Talk to us a little bit about about that, about what people can do. Well, I think it could be any. I think it could be anything. It's really the question that came to my mind was, how are you going to invest in the next generation? So, for some people, that might mean being a small group leader. For other people, it might be, hey, you know, what? I'm going to ask to be a part of a small group um, because I have a phenom- I have a I have a story um, that would really help uh, students. For you, it could just be, you know, what? I'm going to take my nephew out, or I'm going to take my niece out. And I'm going to invest in them. It doesn't necessarily, it could just be, hey, I'm going to invest in this one person. It could be, hey, I'm going to invest in their parents. Or it what could if be, you, I'm going to invest in the small group. Literally, how are you going to invest in the next generation? The one thing I think of all the time is, you know, we think that, especially in student ministry, by the way, kid ministry too, actually, is they think, you know, well, the only people who can, who can go on stage and teach are like pastors and people like who, whose that's job is. Well, what if you're a person who literally for your job, maybe you're a PR person or you're somebody who speaks literally for money. Would you be able to put together 10 to 15 minutes with some coaching and, and do that? There are so many applications and so many things that can happen. It, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And so the big question um, that, that I'm going to uh, start asking people, which is tough for me, um, 
because look I, out everybody who meets with Caleb in the future. I, I have a tendency for want for people to want to like me. Um, I know this question. Um, it's gonna make a lot of people uncomfortable because, like I said, there's no um, there's no excuse. How are you going to invest in the next generation? Don't ask me that question. I don't have any good answers. <laughs> I don't do no, I don't do anything. So that's that's some of the stuff that we learned from this year's Orange Tour. Um, if you went to Orange Tour, whether it be the Lancaster site or um, different sites, um, hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram. Let us know some of the things that you learned about it as well. Now, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, um, we have one uh, more episode this week. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking with Scott Belsky, what? who is the founder of Behance and uh, works with Adobe. Now, we talk with him about his book, The Messy Middle, and really talk about the grind and the process that everything goes from. And, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about the start. A lot of people talk about the ending and the reward that comes from it. Shout out John Acuff. He wrote, a book, which again, he wrote a book called is, Start and which Finish. Which, again, isn't bad. No, it's not. You're right. But not many people talk about what happens in the middle. One of the things goes wrong whenever you're discouraged. Whenever um, You have early that. mornings and exactly. late nights. And so tomorrow we're going to be talking with Scott about that. And the best way to make sure you don't miss that episode is by subscribing to our podcast on whatever podcast player you use, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Google Play, Stitcher, literally All whatever. of the things. All of the things. It is. Also, don't forget to check out some of the episodes that we released earlier this week in case you missed any of those. Also, leave us a rating and write a review. It's the best way to help us continue to expand these conversations and these topics as well. And you can go on to Apple Podcasts and leave your rating and write a review there. Let us know what you're learning about. Let us know some of the things that you would like to learn about from the podcast as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Learner's Corner podcast. My name is Caleb Mason. And my name is not Caleb Mason, it's Todd Hicksonball. And until next time, keep learning and keep growing. Deuces, y'all.